Well, welcome to Boutique Louise. This is our podcast for the uh, first week of January. Um, yes. To start off, it's very nice to meet you. It's very nice to uh, get a face to the name of Louise Overin. Um, so I'm going to start off with just tell us a bit about yourself and where you came from. Okay, perfect. Well, um, obviously, my name is Louise. I'm originally from Liverpool, uh, but now I live in Antibes, France. Uh, I'm an interior recruitment consultant, so specialising in sort of like stewards, stewardesses, spa therapists. My, my background was actually um, HR and finance, but it was just like a chance meeting that I, when I was in Antigua that I met with um, a yacht recruiter and they phoned me a couple of weeks later and said, oh, you know, would you be interested in moving to the south of France and working in recruitment? And I think I was on the plane within about an hour <laughs> and I've never looked back. So. No, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I love living here. Antibes is amazing. It's such a great place to be. Uh, it's a lot warmer than Liverpool, which is obviously uh, very grey at this time of year. So, yeah. so That's very interesting, actually. What are the chances of that? That's quite a, that's quite a story to start off. Uh, being in HR and stuff again, jumping from that type of department into the yachting industry, it must have been challenging. I mean... Cheapest. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, obviously, having the HR background really helped because I was always very familiar with recruitment, um, you know, CVs, that type of thing. But um, but the majority of my job was working in finance, so I was always with numbers. You know, it wasn't really, <laughs> you know, sort of like out there and stuff. You know, so uh, you know, but it, uh, yeah, I met this recruiter and um, they said, "Oh, we think you'd you know be a really good crew agent." So I thought, oh, "Okay." So. I came down here and just absolutely fell in love with it. And it turns out that it's, you know, my passion. You know, I was on a plane, as I said, within, you know, uh, an hour. I was already quite settled at home. I was in like a management position. I had bought a house there. So I like to think of this kind of like a midlife crisis thing. It turned out the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah, it, it's, quite, it's quite the story for an adventure, really. I mean, um, yeah, absolutely. can you tell me more about YPR crew and how it contributes to the superyachting industry? Yeah, we're actually 20 years old this year. We had a very nice party in the summer. Um, but we're a team of 19 now. So um, we all specialise in, in like different areas. I mean, as myself, I'm with Stu's, um, but we have an engineering team, a deck team. Um, but it's really amazing because obviously a lot of the candidates that started with us 20 years ago, actually now I just realised that YPI is older than some of my candidates now, which is actually insane. <laughs> but a lot of them... You know, the candidates that we started with that were green 20 years ago were sort of like now all captains and chief stews and chief engineers. So, you know, we actually get, you know, it's more than just recruitment. We actually help, you know, we get to see these people through their careers. Um, we do a lot more in terms of, you know, trying to really help people as well. Like doing a lot of market research. Me, me myself, I love statistics, you know, that finance background, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I like to be able to sort of like help people plan their careers and say, you know, realistically, this is the amount of charter yachts that are in the industry, or you know, this is the amount of you know green candidates that get jobs based on the fact they have or haven't done courses, you know, things like that. So you know, we don't just send CVs. We actually, you know, we do a lot more um, sort of like mentorship and um, advice to you know to both our clients and crew because you know they're the same people at the end of the day. So you know, we really like to sort of like invest in and provide solutions because quite often we get you know our captains we've known phoning us panicking and you know, a remote area and they suddenly need an expert, you know, bosun and, you know, they're, they're panicking, they've got guests on. So we actually like to think, right, okay, we're actually providing solutions. Wow, that's that's actually amazing. 
to hear that it, it sounds like the load of work is for YPR crew is quite immense. So what are some of the struggles that you've come into in the industry? You just told us like a small one there. Are there any ones that you know in specific? I think the, the biggest struggle we have at the moment is um, the post-COVID skills crisis. I like to call it the unicorn crisis myself. I've just done an article on this. But um, it's about how um, obviously, you know, during, you know, before, before COVID, you know, candidates would be coming into the industry, they'd have, you know, two, three years of hospitality experience, you know, under their belts and they'd have good longevity. And then suddenly like COVID hit, the only industries that were open were supermarkets, pharmacies, um, you know, health centers, things like that. So we're, we're getting candidates now that don't have the same background that we used to have for, you know, entry level positions. You know, a lot of candidates that were experienced got um, made redundant from their jobs because obviously the yachts, they couldn't travel. People were getting hired on geography. So, you know, if you were in um, America and an American boat needed you, they'd take you. So there was, you know, especially candidates in Africa, South Africa, South Africa sorry, uh, who couldn't actually get to the yacht. So they've got huge gaps on their CVs. So now when chief stews and captains and, you know, chief engineers are looking for candidates, there just simply isn't the right set of skills anymore. So, you know, it, it's very frustrating for them. But, you know, as always, there's always a solution. And I think, you know, we have to adapt and we have to think, right, OK, how can we actually help the industry itself by training the people that we need, you know, get people on board and train them? As long as you've got the raw talent in someone, you can train them and that will help us get over this struggle at the moment. Post-COVID struggles are worldwide. Yeah. Um, the, the it's, it's like aftershocks. For, for, for travel-wise, um, a lot of South African crewmates and stuff like that could not get across to different countries because of exactly yes and they had like a really good career running up to covid and then suddenly they were out for two years and you have to like well they haven't been on board for two years and i'm like yeah but that's not a reflection on them (laughs) just sort of for my own personal curiosity here were the yachts um during those times they were obviously closed and uh, crew members had to stay on board for lockdown and and things like that that must have been a a struggle for a lot of them oh yeah it was yeah absolutely yeah no absolutely we spoke to a lot of crew that were just you know that especially the ones that were supposed to because when it happened here it was at the end of say the um caribbean season so everyone had already done a full season and was looking forward to taking their leave in april time and then of course got stuck on board (laughs) and then we're there like you know for a long time you know unable to even you know get off the yacht or you know even provisioning became really difficult so it was um it was a bad time. And then obviously people that were expected to go back to work suddenly got trapped in other places as well. So it was, you know, it was a very difficult time for, for your crew then. And coming into, uh, out of COVID and uh, into this new way of life that we are now trying, all trying to figure out, uh, can you see a boost yeah. or like a, a, I don't know, like a, a better enthusiasm amongst new crew members and new crewmates and yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of um, candidates coming in now who, as I said, you know, during sort of, you know, those times when, you know, it's they they still went out to work. You know, they, these candidates have got grit. They've got, you know, something that like, they want to work. They want to do well. So they still went and worked in supermarkets. They still didn't went and did all these things, you know, to for their own, you know, because they're determined. 
So I think there's a lot of, you know, qualities there, like, you know, wanting to work, wanting to, you know, be part of a team and provide back to the, you know, the, the you know, the country and stuff that, you know, lends itself well into yachting as well. So whereas they aren't coming through with, you know, maybe the hard skills, they're coming through with a lot of, you know, soft skills, as I like to call it, you know, that, you know, are going to, with a little bit more training, are going to be fantastic and, you know, for the industry long term. That's very cool. And uh, now on to um, more informal things here. Uh, what are your favorite memories or experiences from your experience or from your time on the boats? Oh, I mean, every day I get a little nice memory. I know it sounds really corny, but I do. But you know, when um, either I meet like a really promising candidate or someone phones me to tell me that they've got their, you know, their job or someone, you know, achieves something, you know, it always like makes me really happy and stuff. But I think one of my favorite memories was, again, coming out of the whole COVID thing. <laughs> I um. I spoke to an events company in London and managed to arrange for them to do an online cocktail masterclass. So I think there was me and there was about 40 students and they were from all over the world. And we had yachts coming in as well. And we all went and bought the same ingredients and we all got to make this cocktail live at exactly the same time, which was so much fun. And then at the end of it, we all got to have like a little um, a little cheers. And you, know, you could see the sun setting behind someone, the sun rising behind another person. And there was just this one moment where none of us felt like we were in lockdown. And I absolutely loved that. I think that was one of my favorite memories, definitely. That's beautiful. That's amazing. I mean, the, the type of experiences that one can have on boats is, is life-changing. And it's such a simple thing that you experienced as well. And it was... Yeah, yeah, it was really special. That's very cool. And now uh, another informal question. Where's the best place that you've been to and um, that you wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to obviously go to without YPR crew? I think it would have to be Antigua. You see, for me, when I travel, I'm more of one of these people that goes off grid. So normally you'll find me climbing a mountain in Bolivia or chasing lions in Africa or, you know, something like that. <laughs> So I think, you know, it's like a Caribbean island that's seen as like a resort is somewhere that I never would have even, you know, come onto my radar. But obviously when I've been there for the yacht shows, um, the English harbour is just absolutely, you know, it's absolutely stunning. You know, going up to Shirley Heights is absolutely amazing. So like that, I think Antigua for me has a very special place in my heart, but it's somewhere that I wouldn't really have ever looked at. So I think that would be my, uh, that would be the place I'd say definitely. Antigua, Barbados, the Caribbean, Jamaica, those areas. Yeah, they're just they're just something out. And the way oh, of life there. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just so different. You know, it takes whenever I go there, it takes me a day or two to kind of like unwind and go, oh, it's okay. You know, time's fine. You know, you know, when you're used to working, like, you're like, where's my drink? Where's this? You know, <laughs> I still mind a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Um, okay, and then we'll just end it off here. Thank you so much for your time, Louise. Really appreciate it. But the last question I'm going to ask you is, um, do you have any advice for people coming into the industry that are eager to start their career in yachting? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the first day that you actually think to yourself, I'm curious about yachting, is the day that you should actually start preparing. Because I speak to so many people who think, oh, well, I was going to do it four years ago. But now I'm worried because of this and that and this. And I'm like, well, you know, so I think the day you think, you know, the day you think, right, OK, I'm, I'm curious about yachting. It's something I want to get into. Start researching. Look at, you know, what you have to do, you know, your exams. Look at um, the seasons, you know, read articles. I quite often 
get you know Stu's coming to me in December saying I want you know a job and I'm like well the seasons are you know this you know so do lots of research and don't let anyone ever tell you that you can't enter yachting you know the amount of times I hear crew saying well I've been told I'm too old or I'm too this or I'm too that there's a yacht for everybody you know and everyone brings positives to every position on board Um, I'd say you know always give it a chance you only live once you know if, if you try it you know, quite a lot of my students do it for six months and they go, you know what, that's, that's not for me. <laughs> I don't like it. But, you know, it's something that you've tried um, and really save up as well. Save up lots of money and make sure that, you know, you're willing to wait. It's not like other jobs where, you know, you get apprenticeships or, you you know, you can just walk in the door and, you know, sometimes you might wait, um, you know, a good sort of like two months where you are having to like self-fund yourself. And I think that can be quite a big shock for, um, for crew coming in. But yeah, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. You can. You can always do it. And don't you know, let anyone speak tell you that you can't. I'm gonna write that exactly. down in my quote book. Don't let anyone tell you, that you can't <laughs> do it. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Louise. I really appreciate it. So um, the information and experiences that you've shared and your story is is really inspiring. So I really do wish you all the best. Congratulations on a fantastic year and a happy Merry Christmas, the usual greetings. And thank you for your time. <laughs> thank you very much. Nice to meet you.